0: what is up buff nation welcome in to the dmvr buffs podcast we are presented by the american raptors at infinity park if you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete check out the opportunities at infinity park rugby just may be your next ride my name is jake schwanitz i am joined by our guy will Darky. he is back we're going to be talking some basketball kind of recapping that insane CSU game. Looking at this week, and then talking a little bit about the Pac-12. How are you doing today, Will?
1: I'm doing great. Yeah, it's been a little bit since I was on, but uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, always winning against CSUs. It's a great feeling. So can
0: be here. One hundred percent. It definitely does suck to be a CSU Ram. Definitely. Um, <laughs> What a game, though, man. We kind of, as we were previewing it, talking about it, I think a li- both of us were a little unsure just about what we were going to see. Just with this team's history so far, they've been super up and down, uh, inconsistent in nearly all phases, turning the ball over. But they come out and they play lights out. KJ puts up 27. The Buffs win 93 to 65. Of course, coach prime introduced at halftime. I think with that, I mean, it was really hard for CSU to do anything. The, the building was just electric. What were your thoughts on that game just as it unfolded?
1: Um, yeah. So the first half, uh, kind of started off like a typical buffs game, just CU and CSU trading possessions. There's, we make a shot, they make a shot, we miss a shot, they miss a shot. Um, and there wasn't like too much to get excited about, but we looked good. Um, and then towards the later part of the first half, kind of pulled away. I think we went into the half up eight, feeling good. But like the one thing that came into my mind was the Arizona State game and needing to keep that lead once you got into the second half. Um, and I think KJ touched on it in his post-game uh, conference. He was saying that we had this lead and we can't lose this lead. And he knew that he needed to take it into his own hands and that's exactly what he did um so yeah i guess my two main takeaways from the game would be kj simpson and coach prime those (laughs) you can choose which one was the spark in the second half kj hitting the three-pointer i think it was first shot out of the half first basket yeah he just went down and drained i'm like okay like it's gonna be a kj takeover and so he got rolling. And then Coach Prime entered the building, and it was deafening. It was it was a surreal experience. So choose which one you want as the spark. <laughs> but I, those are the two that I point out are Coach Prime and KJ.
0: Let's talk about Coach Prime because it was electric, and it really felt like once that happened, there was no chance he was losing this game. I know ESPN had the graphic up on the screen during the broadcast. I think the Buffs went on a 23-11 to 11 run. Um, when yeah, Coach Prime like entered the building. Yeah, it was crazy. Just talk about it from your perspective. I mean, were you in the student section? Where were you at in the building?
1: Yeah, so I was in the student section, which faces like directly opposite of the tunnel that he walked in. And I, I like had a suspicion that he would show up at some point in the game. So my eyes were just going back and forth between the game and the tunnel. And the craziest part about it was he came in at a, at a TV timeout, and it, it's not like, he walks out of the tunnel and the second he walks out, it's like everybody it's Dion saying, like nobody said anything. Everyone just kind of like looked in the same direction. You could just kind of like sense his presence and all (laughs) of a sudden everyone's like getting on their feet. And it was, it it was wild. Like no one, like, I think the announcer then got on and said something, but it was, it was just kind of wild. Everyone's eyes just like went to coach prime and, i it was I can't even describe it. it was I had never <laughs> seen anything like that before. He
0: just, we talked to sorry, uh, go ahead,
1: oh no, yeah, i'm I'm done,
0: <laughs> okay, um, well, we talked about it on the podcast, uh kind of just after the day after it happened, and just how electric it was, so I was sitting in the corner in like one of the press corners, I was right there. And um, same thing as you, we thought at halftime, that would be the moment. So you saw everyone kind of leaving by the tunnel and then it doesn't happen. You know, we're under 10 minutes. We're under five minutes in in halftime. It doesn't happen. Everyone kind of goes back to their seats, but the attention was always still on that like end of the floor. And um, yeah, I mean, I had a, I could hear like the people, you know, the people like hanging over the tunnel that were sitting on either side, I could hear them get excited because I was not too far from them immediately just whipped out the phone and there he comes walking out and Shador comes walking out. And that was one of my favorite parts. I think of the whole thing I said was when they were sitting down in their seats, you know, Dion stands up, he does the fist pump thing. The crowd's going crazy, but then he, he gets Shador to stand up. And there's like a second wave of cheer that comes as soon as Shador stands up. It's just super cool to see how this, uh, how Coach Prime and his family, how Shador's just been embraced by this fan base already. Uh, This fan base that desperately is wanting to win. Let's talk a bit about the game, though. As we mentioned, KJ, he really went off and he can do these things. I mean, he is he's no it's not a secret. He's the best player on this team right now. They kind of go as he goes. It was a good night for him. Uh Javon Hadley. He was back in the starting lineup. He had a solid game. But who else stood out to you in this starting lineup against CSU?
1: Um, I'd say Tristan Da Silva. I think uh, first two makes of the game were Da Silva threes, which that just like quickly takes the lid off the hoop. I think it not only gets Da Silva comfortable, but it got just kind of the whole team comfortable. They're like, all right, because this team's been struggling with uh, consistency all season so th- to see threes fall early in the game i think was big not only for da silva but for the team um so yeah i'd say da silva man it's been a- it's been a little bit now so it's kind of tough to yeah, like, yeah it's all good performances outside of kj um i guess this is kind of a cop-out answer but just the second half i just felt like they played really good team basketball like yeah they were cutting with like a purpose they were finding open lanes they were they were just driving with intention and i don't know it was it was just really good team basketball that i I know that tad liked so
0: real quick guys i want to tell you about our friends over at game time game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows you won't find a better deal this season on buffs basketball tickets i'm looking at the game time site right now For today's game against Northern Alabama, $2 gets you in the door, $12 on Sunday when the Buffs take on Northern Colorado. If you love DMVR, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Also, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Tonight, the Buffs are 22.5-point favorites over Northern Alabama. We'll see exactly how this team performs in this situation. Uh, They really kind of play up or down to the moment, as we've seen so far. But as we know, this is a great stretch for the team to get right. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, someone that uh, we kind of singled out in the, not in uh, singled out in the press conference, but someone that Tad talked about who had a great game was Neat Clifford, who's really struggled to this point. He finally comes out 13 points with six and nine from the field. He also had four rebounds, and assist, uh, two blocks, and a steal. It's good to see him finally kind of settling into himself. Um, really, the starting lineup has just been inconsistent at times, and he hasn't had a great year. He's kind of stayed in that starting lineup. I know they've done some things to, you know, generate a spark from those starters. Uh, we saw Quincy Allen for the first time, too. Did you have any thoughts on what we saw from Quincy?
1: I loved it. I just in like the brief time that you got to see Quincy Allen, I it already had me questioning, like, why haven't we seen this guy earlier? Um,
0: yeah, comes in I and immediately know. makes a play. Yeah,
1: I'd have to look back and see if CSU was playing there. Like bench guys, I don't, I'm not too sure, but he just came in. Yeah, like first play, he like just makes insane drive, beats his guy around the baseline and it, it just looked effortless. And so, if if Quincy can get incorporated into this offense more, maybe he he could be like the missing piece that helps this offense like consistently click. Cause, yeah, in just the brief minutes that we saw of him, I was I was really impressed.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's uh, nice to see him at least do something. I've been getting so many questions about him, so it's nice that Tad put him in and yeah. kind of gets uh, some of these questions off my plate. Let's look ahead, though. This week, the Buffs have a chance to really get right. Thursday, they're playing North Alabama. Sunday, Northern Colorado. Two teams that are uh, they are not Titans in college basketball, let's just say that. So we really have a chance to see the Buffs rip off three straight wins, potentially four. You got Southern Utah on the 21st next week also. What are you looking for as the Buffs really try to get a winning streak going this week?
1: It's kind of just what you were saying. It's it's a get-right spot. You just had this huge win against CSU. The whole, like, the fan base is energized. You've got North Alabama coming into your building. Like, this is the spot that you just, you can't sink back to, like, playing some half-hearted basketball and being a little too inconsistent. Like, you just, you need the same energy with North Alabama as you gave in that second half against CSU. Um, just like a quick thing: North Alabama is 309th in Ken Palm. They're not good. Um, one of their losses is to Mississippi Valley State. Probably haven't heard of them because they are <laughs> that like Mississippi Valley State is that bad at basketball, but that their one win this season is against North Alabama. Like, this is a team, it's kind of similar to like a Grambling situation, except it's a home game. Like, just all signs point to you. Like, all signs point to the Buffs winning this game, but they also point to the Buffs, like, having to win. It's a must win in the sense of you just can't lose it. Right. So it's it's just kind of, even though it's North Alabama, you need the same amount of energy and intensity against them.
0: Right. Yeah, they kind of played a bit more loose last Thursday. Do you think that that pressure of having to kind of build a get right streak is going to affect this team as they go into these games against, as you said it, teams they should be? Is this going to affect them?
1: I don't think so. I I hope not. Um, if, if this was conference play and you're just not being able to build a streak, then I think there could be a little more added pressure because conference games mean more, but if anything, I just look at the CSU game as like a great building block and I bet the team is just ready to like take that and build with it against a team Mm -hmm. like North Alabama. That's, that's what my hope is, is that they're looking at North Alabama as just like this, this easy spot that is an opportunity to, to dominate. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if there is too much pressure with North Alabama, but I mean, again, it's, it's a home game too, against a bad team and while you should be winning this game, it, there could be a little pressure because of this like thought that we cannot lose this game.
0: Hey guys, before we wrap up today's show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck brews at DMVR. We have beers on tap, just about everything they offer in a can. Also at the bar, Good Company Hard Seltzers, the new Fun Slinger Ale, All those dope cans, the Broncos Country Pale Ale, the Mile High City Copper Lager. If you need a Christmas gift, also Breck has you covered there. Enter your favorite beer lover into Breck's Nice List sweepstakes at breckbrew.com and search Nice List. The link is in the description. You can also check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck brew near you. Again, that is www.breckbrew.com. We'll see how it all unfolds. Let's talk a bit about the Pac-12. I haven't been able to keep up as much. I know you really love college basketball, and you've been watching games all over the country to this point. What can you tell us about the Pac-12 so far? Um, Just what sticks out to you about the conference right now?
1: Um, It's a little bit up for grabs. There's some teams separating them at the top. Um, But then kind of the middle is just like this muddy ground with CU kind of just in the mix um you've got arizona up at the top they've been crushing it they had one they've got one loss so far on the road at utah get another pack school but it was it was a pretty uncharacteristic loss they went out they they're usually like an incredibly efficient three-point team and they just went out and they weren't making their threes that night um so that was a huge win for fellow pack school utah who's they're surprising a lot of people um I don't know if I'm completely sold on Utah yet. That was a great win against Arizona, but I would like to see a little more still Um, UCLA. I think they were kind of picked as the favorite coming out of the pack to start the season. They, they look good. They had a little bit of a slower start in November. Um, They lost two neutral site games. So they're kind of like getting their, getting their um, footing back and, uh, who else? Oh, Arizona State. That's the other team I wanted to touch on. Um, Arizona State, man, that is looking like if we could have won that game, that would be looking like a much yeah. better winner right now. Um yeah. Arizona State, double-digit wins, only one loss. They just knocked off Creighton. Um, they've got the neutral site win against Michigan. Like they're looking like a really solid team, actually. So um, I guess. Arizona and UCLA are the top two that everyone was kind of expecting to be good, and they, they are good. Um, and then I guess my two surprise teams would be Utah and Arizona State. Uh, and then CU, just to, like, put them in perspective, I'd put them, like, right in the middle of the pack right now. They still uh, rate really good on all, like, the advanced metrics, like Ken Palm yeah. and Net, which is promising as a Buffs fan. Um, but, yeah, I'd put us, like, right in the middle of the pack right now.
0: Man, you just nailed it. That's You hit all the questions I was going to ask you. Um, anything else that we should know kind of about the conference that you didn't touch on? I know you kind of just put it all out there, but Washington's having a good season so far. Um, USC's kind of hanging around there. They're 2-0 in the conference. They're 7-3 overall. Is there anything else that you could tell us about these teams that might be in contention as we kind of go down the schedule and into March?
1: Yeah. Um, Washington, yeah, that's like – Losing to Washington, up in Washington, that's not a bad loss at all, Washington. Um, They're having a solid season. I put them probably a little just like right above us, middle of the pack. Um, USC and Oregon, those are like the other two kind of teams that were put towards the top in the preseason. Oregon's just been riddled with injuries, so it's kind of tough to get a gauge on them so far, but they've they've looked all right. yeah, they just have way too many injuries to kind of know exactly what you're going to get out of that Ducks team. Yeah. And then USC, they had a tough loss. I want to, it may have been like the first night or one of the first nights of the season they lost to Florida Gulf Coast. Um since then, I'm not too dialed in with USC, so I can't remember exactly, mm-hmm. but they've they've rebounded definitely from that loss and I I definitely think they're like getting back on the right track. So they're also uh, a team to look out for.
0: Great stuff. Will. Um, let's talk about prime, man. What is your impression just of all these recruits and over the weekend, obviously it was a big recruiting weekend. What was it like on campus? Did you kind of hear anything? Just, was there a buzz about all that that was going on? Uh, It's it's a little tough. It's finals
1: week. So everyone's kind of like doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, I think like the, the way like the gauge that I've gotten was definitely from the basketball game the most. And it was, it was just incredible. Like I was excited for that game and excited to see what the crowd turnout would be. And like, I had thoughts in my head of what it could be if coach prime showed up, but what happened at the game, it just blew my expectations out of the water. Um, And I'm yeah, it's, it's a little tough. Everyone is kind of, like, hunkered in, like, getting finals done. So the buzz isn't, like, completely out there in the open. But you can tell that, like, the city of Boulder and the university is, like, completely embracing him. And one thing that I just want to touch on that I absolutely, absolutely love is his food reviews that he's doing. (laughs) Yes. Everyone loves the food reviews. They're, like, giving him places to go to. It's so cool to see he's, he's picking these, like, Traditional boulder stops. And yep. Yeah, I just, I don't. There's this. There's just it. Um, I think RK brought it. Maybe you did. Just this palpable buzz, like you can just kind of feel it, and it. It's something that this city hasn't felt in decades for
0: football. Yeah, it's been very exciting, and we're just getting started, man. That's the crazy thing. We haven't even gotten close to actually getting on the field and playing football yet. Um, This recruiting season has been wild so far. From what I heard, this next weekend is going to be even crazier. Of course, we have the Celebration Bowl on Saturday. So once Prime kind of gets through that, of course, all ca- attention is then going to be on CU. Um, <laughs> This is kind of a hard question to ask, probably a harder question to even answer. What are you expecting out of this recruiting class, though? I mean, it's... Everything is on the table right now, but do you think we could potentially have like a top 10, top 15 recruiting class when it's all said and done?
1: Um, Yeah, it's a little tough. We're in the early stages. I'm very excited for this weekend Um, after the celebration bowl to just see who from Jackson State is coming over. That's like... The craziest part too is how much oh, we've already yeah. embraced Shadour but he's not even officially like a buffer. hasn't
0: even entered the tr- the portal dude
1: <laughs> yeah um so yeah it's it's kind of tough right now I don't want to get my hopes up too high I'm already just loving like um going and getting Dylan Edwards like just poaching him to yeah. Notre Dame just things like that already have me like so fulfilled with this class but I I feel like it could touch top 15 maybe when all is said and done. And I feel like this is just the beginning too. Like I'm oh, yeah. already excited for 2024 and 2025 classes. It, it's just going to keep getting better and better. So,
0: The snowball has just started rolling. As you mentioned, we haven't even gotten – I don't think we've gotten one transfer portal guy to come into the program yet officially. Of course, after the Celebration Bowl, it'll be a different story. We'll probably get, I don't know, at least – 8, 9, 10 guys from Jackson State coming over. You already mentioned Travis Hunter. There's some other guys, high-profile guys, Kevin Coleman at wide receiver. It seems like Coach Prime and his recruiting staff are, they're, how do I say this? They're not struggling to bring in talent on the outside. And I think that's just due to who Coach Prime is as a person, right? I mean, that's just his background, being able to play wide receiver and, of course, being a Hall of Fame defensive back. But it seems like the trenches have been a big area of emphasis just because CU's O-line is, they they weren't bad last year. They were better than they were the year before. But that's really, I think, where the difference is going to be made um, on this football team just as we move forward. We talk about Sean Lewis's offense, how they like to run the power run game and all that. You're going to need some big guys. We've been getting a lot of tackle offers and stuff rolling in. Another kind of hard question to ask, but this offensive line, it, it's going to take some time. Do you think that they could be the Achilles heel of this team as we move into the season, though?
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, Coach Prime's flashy, so he the flashy players want to play for the flashy guy. But I couldn't agree more that, like, games are won in the trenches. Um, and so right now it is a little bit of a concern if, if you can get some more guys a transfer in, then I'll definitely start feeling more comfortable. But yeah, um right now I, I do think you could say that this could be a little Achilles heel if um if the offensive line kind of stays the way it is right now. But yeah. I've got I've got faith. I mean coach he's a smart guy. He knows that he also yeah. knows that games are one in the trenches. So
0: yeah he's making his mark there. Uh thanks so much for hopping on Will I'll see you uh, tomorrow. Is today Wednesday? I can't. I can't even keep track of the days anymore. But I'm. Gonna, am I going to see you for this game that we got coming up on Thursday?
1: Yes. Yes, you will.
0: Love to see that. We will be there at the CU Event Center covering the Buffs versus Northern Alabama. Of course, we will also be there on Sunday, or I'll be there at least. We'll see if Will is able to join me. We'll get Will on again next week as we continue to figure out what this basketball team is and just see exactly what they're capable. We will also talk some Coach Prime when we have you back on, Will. Um, But yeah, man, thanks so much for hopping on. We'll talk next week.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: There goes Will Darkey. He will be on here much more as we go through this basketball season, guys. I know it's been crazy the last couple weeks just because of the Coach Prime stuff. There hasn't been as much basketball content. Will is going to be helping us out with that. So if you are missing the takeaway articles on the site, those are coming very soon. Big week for Buffs basketball. Let's see if we can get right, string together some wins, and start to build a resume. We will be back at some point next week to continue the conversation about Buffs basketball. My name is Jake Schwanitz. We'll see you then. Let's go Buffs.